1: tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber Skincare.
0: have you ever experienced a dry itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised well unfiltered mineral filled water could be the reason why did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry irritated skin and that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in.
1: Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended
0: You get member-exclusive pricing...
1: What's in the box?
0: ...on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses.
2: It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses.
3: This, this is, is the, Game the Game of Roses. Roses. Welcome,
1: Welcome to, the to Game, Game of, of Roses. Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: And this? Well, this is Bachelor Clues. Today is... Hi. Hi. Hello. Today's Monday. That means we're going to have a Digging Deeper for you. That means we're going to go through... All the clips that are the most important clips from all the podcasts from around the nation, Dark Seeker, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, is listening to these podcasts and culling from them the most important information.
1: While she sleeps, too.
0: Oh, she does it while she sleeps now. Shit.
1: Just to kind of, you
0: know... Let it absorb.
1: Get used to the language. Yeah. (laughs) To
0: get used to the English language. Yep. Makes sense. (laughs) Uh, But here we have these beautiful clips that Dark Seeker has prepared for us, this feast Uh, And today is, as Dark Seeker would put it, a certified juicer. There's no doubt about this. I have gone through all these clips. I've listened to them. And let me simply say, after today's program, you will not be able to look at Jared Iaconetti in the same way.
1: In what way?
0: (laughs) However you look at him now, that ain't going to be the same after today's certified juicer. I can guarantee that. That is a literal guarantee. I don't know. Uh, what the outcome is if if your uh, attitude about him stays the same? I have no way to back this guarantee up, but I am offering it nonetheless.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm scared.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: I, don't be scared. It's not it's not anything frightening, but uh, it was surprising. I will say that much. So, let's get into this pace case. Here we go. This is digging deeper. All right. Our first clip today comes to us from a podcast called The Squeeze. If you don't know this podcast, it is hosted by Taylor Lautner and his wife, Taylor Lautner. The guests were... I know. I know. I had a hard time understanding that as well. With uh, This episode was from May 3rd, and the guests were, of course, the great one, and natalie joy in this first clip we are starting off uh, on some real juice the great one reveals a strategy he used to protect against what <clears throat> he thought was a possible catfish in the early days of dating natalie joy here we go
1: did you know i mean i guess the age gap can be your red flag did it you learn was. about it that weekend or did you know that going into the weekend learn about what the age
3: oh no so I knew about it when when she first DM'd me we started messaging and like, then she uh, she's idea? like what, I carded her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like I want to see your ID stop uh, <laughs> that's, that's smart because that's I idea there's catfish people out there I don't yeah. fuck around yeah, yeah. And, and so I, she's I she we exchanged snaps and then on on Snapchat you could call you can video face chat. Time, yeah. Okay. So I mm. called her and I had the cam, my camera facing the ceiling, so mm. she couldn't even see me because I've had people like screenshot and yeah, yeah, do weird shit. And I'm like, show me your ID because I just wanted to make sure she was a real person and yeah, yeah, and wow. so H. I knew how old she was. Smart. Wow. Okay.
1: So she didn't know who he was, but she's providing him her license. She's agreeing to video cam with him.
0: Yeah, of course. That's how it always Hmm. works,
1: right? This is classic (laughs) Joyelle. I mean, this
0: it's an interesting clip. A, he carded her. That was their first interaction. Their first his first uh courtship ritual was to card his prospective girlfriend.
1: Maybe if you're carding people, that's a red flag in itself.
0: Agreed. But I kind of understand where he's coming from from the celebrity angle of it, not the age angle, but I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't think he said, I carded her for her age. I think that for him was like an added benefit, at least what he's claiming here. And we can't really believe anything Vial says.
1: Mm -hmm. He's saying he thinks he was catfish.
0: Yeah. Just to prove that she was a real person or whatever. I, I mean, I have to imagine celebrities go through things like this pretty constantly, and especially somebody who was the bachelor, bachelor nation. I kind of understand that. But the. The beginning of this relationship is, to me, like, that's a a pretty crazy story that isn't necessarily something you're going to want to look back on and tell your grandkids about. Or maybe it is. I don't know.
1: I mean, the grandkids are going to find out one way or the other. (laughs) Will they? I
0: I think about that from time to time, too, with with uh, people on the Bachelor franchise, like they have kids and stuff and they're going to grow up and they're going to know that their mom and dad or whoever you know, was in this show, but are they going to go back and listen to every podcast they were ever on? Absolutely not. Do you think Joy Al's children are going to listen to every episode of the vial files? Absolutely not. Certainly not listening to this. Um, Now that said, let's assume Joy Al has a child in the next two to three years. Mm -hmm. That child, by the time they are 15, will have access to incredible technologies. These technologies will allow them to type in, hey, what's the craziest thing my dad ever said on a podcast? And it will give you the exact clip. That technology already exists right now for video. I think Google's rolling it out, where you can just type in, like if you remember a scene from a movie, you type in vaguely what the scene was, and it will show you the scene. Nonetheless, uh, an interesting... Amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of good AI stuff coming out right around the corner.
1: Little baby Joelle is going to have a feast. I know. Awaiting him.
0: Uh, But... This clip is a great one to open with. Thank you, Dark Seeker, for preparing it. I I simply am fascinated by their relationship at this point, as I think most of Bachelor Nation is, and I believe that that is really why the success of his show continues. Now let's move on. Our second clip uh, features The Great One again on this same podcast, The Squeeze, with Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner. In this clip, The Great One shares some insight about the most misunderstood thing about him, uh buckle up. Here we go.
1: What is the most misunderstood thing about you? That I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's not a
0: dick, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's yeah. funny.
3: That's but great. I'm a, <laughs> tall and aloof and and <laughs> I've learned that uh, has has allowed some people to think I can uh, be a bit dickish. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. Yeah. yeah. You seem nice. Just I have uh, I've a hard candy shell on the outside. There we go.
1: Do you think there's people who are like, I'm a dick? Yes. Recognize it? I
3: think there are
0: people who wear it as like a badge of honor. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say it's just been my own personal experience. When a person has to tell you I'm not a dick, they're a dick. When a person has to tell you I'm nice, they're not nice. If that person is the only person saying these good things about themselves, the opposite is very usually true. But he understands that some people...
1: Well, we got to the bottom of that one. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: It does seem like he understands uh, that some people within the nation or maybe within even his group of friends mm-hmm. view him as a dick. I found that...
1: And he's blaming it on his height. This is interesting. It's kind of an implied jealousy thing.
0: Exactly. Well, you know, I'm... I'm tall, so a bunch of people out there probably think I'm a dick. Just be, I can't help how tall and beautiful I am and how much money I have. People just think I'm a dick because I everything in my life is fucking great. Ah, ah, ah. That's what it came across as to me. But um, mm-hmm. these are just appetizers here in this Digging Deeper. These are just things to get you going. A little great one mm-hmm. to lay the table for what is <laughs> is coming up in a couple more clips. Let's move on to... Almost Famous with Becca Kufrin uh, from May 10th. This is two clips that are very interesting. They're about Bachelor Live on stage. They're about the current state Ooh. of the Bachelor podcast. And then immediately after these two clips, we get into Bachelor Party with Ashley and Jared Canetti That is the main course. So here, a second <laughs> appetizer, if you will. We're going to begin again.
1: Yeah, like a salad.
0: Yeah, this is the second salad. Uh, This is, again, from Almost Famous with Becca Kufrin, May 10th. In this first clip, we finally get a statement from somebody who was actually involved with Bachelor Live on stage weeks after the cancellation. The first Tropical Royale, Becca Kufrin explains exactly why Bachelor Live on stage was canceled. Here we go.
4: We recently heard it's not happening, uh, and I don't have any details why, which is sad for me because I was really hoping to be a big success. Mm-hmm. what what went on
2: that's a great question so it, it was actually supposed to take place back in April so the time has come and gone if you will but I think it was just all dependent on ticket sales for this one so when you and I did it a few years ago we were traveling the entire country right we were mm-hmm. in a new city every night this one was going to be different so it was only going to be at one place for a residency in Arizona and That space where it was supposed to be was massive, it was all outdoors, and so I think from what I heard, and again, like it was all very sudden. Um, it was just kind of up to the promotion and ticket sales, and they weren't quite where they wanted it to be for this wide open space, which I, I mean, I kind of expected, especially like going back last year and being on the road since COVID, it just, it, it wasn't like the shows that you and I did together where yeah. some of them were sold out and it was packed and the meet and greets were full every night. It was just a, a different time, a different space. And I think that still is kind of trickling into today. So it was a bummer when we heard it was canceled. Um, it I'm not going to lie. It was kind of a relief because yeah. we, so Thomas and I, have a lot going on in our lives. I was going to be like 17, 18 weeks pregnant, and we were having to fly back and forth between Italy for his best friend's wedding. And so it all kind of worked out where we could just relax for the month of April, if you will, and just travel at at our leisure, which was nice. But it was a bummer. I mean, it's always fun when you have these cool opportunities, but... I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It might come back. It might not. I'm like just as dark as you are right now about it. But but uh, they gave it a good go, I think.
1: Seems like the stories are not aligned on what the real reason is.
0: She said it right in the beginning of this. Yeah. Ticket sales. Big venue. Couldn't fill it.
1: But they've been saying it was because she was pregnant.
0: No, that was just kind of a rumor going around the nation in the forums and stuff. It was obviously gotcha. because of ticket sales. She corroborates that here.
1: Classic forum stuff. Yeah,
0: classic forum stuff. But then she's also kind of blaming it on COVID, saying that the the first year they did it, which we didn't go to, was before COVID, mm-hmm. and then the they did it the one that Dark Seeker and I went to was the year right after COVID, and it was it was at the Ace Theater down downtown Los Angeles. Here, maybe it was half full. That theater i don't know what the capacity is there maybe a couple thousand people
1: And i had covid that yeah. was part of why i couldn't go
0: <laughs> exactly so maybe she's right on that but
1: thank you danny padilla for filling in there's
0: something that gets floated here which will be corroborated in the next clip as well that becca kufrin who is the face of bachelor live on stage at this point is completely in the dark as to what the future of this event is that the producers don't fill her in that she's not an integral part of it. She is just a hired gun. She has no creative uh input on this. They don't give a fuck about how it affects her life. They're not giving her any updates about if this project's going to continue next year or not. She is simply hired help at this point for Bachelor Live on stage.
1: <clears throat> and you would think she would be more of a collaborator at this point. She's one of the biggest figures in Bachelor Nation, hosts their podcast. You would think there would be... More of a collaborative environment. But they're not, you know, they don't like that.
0: Not only do they not like it, they don't understand that, like, these shows they put on, whatever it may be, the main show, the Paradise, the, you know, Listen to Your Heart, or Bachelor Live on Stage. Anything that's an official Bachelor Live media product would benefit by having identity attached to it. That's why you saw such backlash when Chris Harrison got removed. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yep, got to do it. He said this crazy racist shit, but there was a contingent of the audience. that was like, if he's not my host, I'm not watching the show. It's because he had been so solidified as a part of the identity of that product. They don't do that with Bachelor mm-hmm. Live on stage. It's just this weird rotating cast of whoever's and no one gives a shit. I think if they made Becca Kufrin kind of the head of it and it was like her thing, it would, it would yeah. do much better. They just don't understand how to like brand any of this shit. And it shows... In this cancellation, they couldn't fucking sell enough tickets over the course of three weekends to keep this going.
1: I think they want to keep it a disposable person, like so they don't have to pay you that much, and they can always like get a new person the next year. That I feel like that's why they're not hyping it up around yeah whoever the host is. Clues, Mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find the perfect T-shirt. Yeah.
0: we sent you after you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again, that's skims.
1: Clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. It mm-hmm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank it's True. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters And cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul. Get those staple pieces, and I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces, keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit,
0: I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a Source boy. Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quince. <laughs> Just call me Quince King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a quince king yourself or quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash
1: roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that.
0: Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Game of Roses. It's really just... Or the lead. I don't get why they don't... I, I guess it's because they, they, um, they don't see it as a sport. They don't accept that that's what it is. <laughs> but... The, if you look at the other pro sports, it's it's like the um they understand, but I mean whatever. Any entertainment franchise is this way. It's the same thing of like look at Marvel, for example. Let's say that you uh hire somebody to now play Thor that is not Chris Hemsworth. What? Mm-hmm. That's going to take some getting used to. And the Spider-Man franchise had a big problem with this because Sony owned that property for a minute. So they were spitting there was like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, then there was the uh Tom Holland one, then there's the Andrew Garfield one, and they're all kind of like different and it's like, "Well, what the fuck is going on here?" If you have somebody who you can like identify with a property, you usually want to keep them that way. The stars are what make any of these entertainment franchises work, whether it's a sport or a Marvel or whatever. And I don't think Warner Brothers understands that. They're like, we own this shit. We do whatever the fuck we want with it. The the stars of our show are meaningless to us. And as a Hired result, hands. yeah, you, you get this shit happening where you can't fill seats for three weekends.
1: Three weekends. Unreal to me. Uh, and that's why people are going to that is they want to meet Becca Kufrin. They want to see these people in real life.
0: Yes, exactly. Or maybe make it the opposite. If you want to make The Bachelor the star of the show, fine. Then it becomes BachelorCon, not Bachelor Live on stage. And you have to fly in a bunch of different players to do little meet and greets Mm -hmm. and set up booths. Have a fucking director there. Have an editor there.
1: Dark Lord Palmer.
0: Dark Lord Palmer, of course. And Dark Lord Vanessa Lachey. She needs to be there. (laughs) I would go for that. All right. Anyway, let's move on to our next clip. This clip also comes to us from almost famous with guest Becca Kufrin in this clip. She drips some sauce and a little bit of tea about why bachelor happy hour has no longer been producing new episodes for a while and how it relates to the internal changes in the franchise. This shit is fascinating. Here we go. Uh,
4: You have had your podcast uh, happy hour um, for years now. Uh, I know there's other things happening. So we'll start with what's going on with Happy Hour. I, I know um, I checked out, you know, the episodes. There's been a little hiatus. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you just taking a break? What's going on?
2: Yeah, we're on we're on a little vacay right now. We wrapped up Zach's season, which feels like decades ago, I swear. Um, and we've just been taking a break. I There's so much internal change going on within the franchise, mm-hmm. which I'm sure everyone's read about and seen in the headlines. And so... We're just taking a little break and I'm I'm actually enjoying some time off to just mm-hmm. kind of nest and just take in like this whole phase of my life. So it's been it's actually been very nice. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping we'll have more updates in sure. the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. You
4: you probably that is interesting. You probably out of anybody that I know would have at least like experienced the changes internally. Uh, because you do work, you know, with Warner Brothers, uh, who, you know, obviously is the parent to uh, the Bachelor franchise. Uh, that's where the podcast, uh, who produces the podcast. What is it like? Explain to me, because I've heard the rumors. I've read about the rumors. I still know a few producers who are still around who are talking about chaos is pretty much the only word I get and that they're, <laughs> like trying to figure it out. But from your perspective, what is happening behind the scenes? I mean, they filmed a season in the midst of this. So what's going on?
2: Honestly, I am just as in the dark as you. I think people think because I do the podcast and because, you know, we'll do appearances and we've been on the show before, we know everything. That is not the case. Like, especially when it comes to, like, higher levels within the franchise and the executives. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't even think... People that are in it really know what's going on. I'll hear like little sprinklings here and there, but much like you, like a lot of the producers and the team that you worked with when you were on the seasons, like a lot of them are gone. Interesting. They're
1: on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) You know how podcasts like take time off, go on vacation.
0: Some do. Not here at Game of Roses, but some do.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that was an option. That's an option. (laughs)
0: This is kind of similar to if you're a micro show, no days off. This is kind of similar to, um, you know what she was talking about in the first clip that she has no idea really what's going on. She is the mm-hmm. main host. She's the one who's been there the longest on Happy Hour, their anchor podcast, at least in terms of the official Bachelor Nation ones, the the Sauce ones, and she has no fucking idea what's going on with it.
1: She says the same phrase. She's in the dark. Yeah, in the dark about live. In the dark about producers.
0: Now I will say. This is not uncommon behavior for networks and studios. I've done many network pilots, had a show on the air. Uh, they do the same shit to you, even to the stars of your mm-hmm. show. They tell them nothing right up until the last second that they have to say the show is picked up or canceled. They tell you nothing. That's just standard practice for these giant uh, media companies. That said, Bachelor's a little bit of a different thing, again, because it's like a sport. You have to keep these people happy. And to some degree, I guess they are. I don't think hosting Bachelor Happy Hour is like a, a huge workload. I don't think she's like... Grueling, yeah. Yeah, staying up nights, worrying about like, oh God, I don't think she even thinks about Bachelor Happy Hour until she turns on the microphone. It must be nice. But uh, I, I still think that this is an interesting thing to talk about. These producers are shifting around. The internal organization, the, the structure of what The Bachelor even is, is getting turned upside down. She tells Ben Higgins at the end of this, the people that you know who are here, most of them are gone. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Uh, For me, I think it's bad because it's in disarray. It's in pure chaos right now.
1: I mean, at least that means the person who watched Ben Higgins on the toilet's probably gone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or they're running the show by this point. Who the hell knows? Maybe that was Bennett Graibner.
1: (laughs) Or they're running the show. I just would think that they would have, you know, as this huge representative... Of In the nation, you would think they would give them a party line on this and not be like, hey, it's chaos.
0: Well, I think that's because the people who are producing the show may no longer be there or might have got sucked up to the top of the show proper. So they're now in the the mechanism that's like making the actual show. And it's I mean, as with everything in The Bachelor right now it seems like this is an afterthought they don't give a shit yeah. about it they've set up this infrastructure which we've analyzed multiple times you have the main shows and then the players matriculate off those shows they go into the official bachelor nation podcast to uphold the narrative and then they wind up on paradise etc cetera, etc cetera. and it seems like they are at this point not paying any attention to that secondary tier of the infrastructure which is these podcasts grocery store joe was gone for a while clickbait he's back rest assured we have some clips from him coming up later uh, <laughs> but yeah it just seems like they're they're letting all this shit crumble apart yeah. it really does seem like the bachelors and freefall to me
1: yeah collapsing into itself i'm just like it's frustrating it's like sad i don't know I mean, I'm opto 2023. I'm hoping I'm hoping there's some sort of big comeback. They bring on some big producer from somewhere else. And
0: it's possible. I mean, Charity Lost in season I think is gonna be very telling about the direction the franchise heads. But I mean, I also am kind of like
1: I feel like it's gonna be bad. I feel like it's gonna be like shellcross.
0: Oh, for sure. I think so. Um, but I also am like
1: or not because of her or him. This is
0: no, we're going to get to in these next clips, uh, with Jared, and Ashley, Kennedy on bachelor party with Juliet Limon. We get into exactly some of that stuff. They talk about like, whose fault is it really, uh, specifically about what happened to Ashley and Jared on paradise. But I just think that this clip from Kufrin is, um,
1: <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of the farts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah. Who gave you the creamy Caesar? Um, We with this clip from Kufrin, I I do think it's an important clip because you're starting to see even these like career sauce players are like, well, they're not telling me anything. So what am I supposed to say when I go on these fucking podcasts? Yeah, they can't say anything else other than like, I don't know. I'm in the dark wild and them saying nothing says a ton. In my opinion, it's just like there is no one at the fucking wheel in the franchise anymore.
1: That's what it sounds like. The no one is driving the plane and they're spinning out and you're losing. I'm sure happy hour and clickbait make money. So they're just destroying these properties.
0: Yeah. I mean, in the face of what the the TV show makes, I think it's very inconsequential to them. I think it's more about and what, what maybe they don't understand is like those podcasts help uh, to engage the fan base, the fourth audience when the show is not on the air, either on a daily basis or even mm-hmm. during the off season, whatever. If you don't have like the official,
1: it engages us
0: exactly. Well, I mean, we're talking about it right now, obviously. But I think for the the regular fourth audience member who's not in the pit, who doesn't kind of see through it and isn't like interested in it on this level, it's still something that you can listen to weekly and be attached to the show still. And then you get all the marketing and the promo of oh, the next season's coming out, and you get ramped up. It, mm-hmm. You need to have it. And the fact that they haven't done an episode in about a month, I believe, is insane to me. Especially right now. Charity Lawson should be on Bachelor Happy Hour talking about the upcoming season. And that's just not happening.
1: <laughs> they should put Charity on. They should put Dark Lord Palmer on. They should honestly introduce some of the guys. Who? Why not?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think Dark Lord Palmer should be forced to do a daily podcast. <laughs> talking to each one of the guys about their... Uh, life history and who they are as people because that's the only way we're going to get to learn that anyway.
1: He just starts talking about Lulu. His
0: dog is the co-host. Now we're going to move on to our next clip. Let's call this the main course, the feast. These clips are... I don't even know really how to describe them. This is what is going to change your view of Jared Iacanetti. So if you want to continue... Believing Jared Kennedy is the Tom Brady loving Aladdin, Aladdin dressing like guy. <laughs> you should.
1: Are you saying he's not Aladdin?
0: No, he's not Aladdin. Oh God. But I'm just saying these clips are um, shocking in some ways. We, we shall say that. So these clips are from bachelor party, of course, hosted by Juliet Littman. The guests on the uh, April 27th episode were Ashley and Jarediah Kennedy. in this first clip. Jared Iaconetti discusses the reaction he and Ashley got after their appearance in last season's BIP. And this is what starts the ball rolling down the fucking mountain. So prepare yourself. Here we go. If you want to hear these upcoming clips of Jared Canetti and everything else that we got in this Digging Deeper, you're just going to go to patreon.com slash roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit, get access to the rest of this episode, get access to every Digging Deeper we've ever done, get access to all Clues Corners, including the recently concluded season of Love is Blind season four. Uh, and you're going to get all the Pace Cases pull up, but you're going to get all the Dark Seekers Dungeons. You're going to get access to our live shows that we do every Monday gonna get access to our discord where you can upload your own screams and sub- submit them so that we can play them on this week in bachelor nation you get all of that all you got to do is join us in the bottom of the pit it's the pit you can get it in and dig around in all this content it's the pit come on admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits, it's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit, you can get in it in and dig around in all this content, it's the pit, come on, admit, you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits, it's the Pit, room enough to fit everyone who
1: wants to come in its the pit. if you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties i'm going to let you in on a little secret i found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called first leaf and i need an easy install and this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the aura app Aura frames are wi-fi connected come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame she'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you and right now aura has a great deal for mother's day Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame, that's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.